The following program was produced by a community producer. The content, views, and opinions expressed are the sole responsibility of the community producer and do not reflect Malden Access Television, the City of Malden, or your cable provider. MATV welcomes your comments. Call us at 781-321-6400 or email us at access at matv.org. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to 02148. My name is Mike Sharon. I am your host for the evening. It is Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. Happy spring. You know, last night at exactly 524 is when we turned the season over to spring. And today was our first, first day of spring, and it was a beauty. Welcome, everybody. Uh, I'm excited to be here tonight, and I'm real excited about tonight's show. Uh, my guest is someone that really doesn't need an introduction in the city of Malden, but I want to give him one anyway. He is the executive vice president and co-owner of Piana Dosi Baking Company. He also is a radio host of a weekly program on WRKO called Breaking Bread with Joe Piana Dosi Jr. You guessed it. Welcome, Mr. Joe Piana Dosi. Michael, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be back here at 02148. Great, that's right. You're, you're, this is your home. will always be your home. Thank you. I, I hosted this show for uh, for many years, yes. uh, over the years. The studio looked totally different then, yeah. and it was a lot colder then. Uh, I guess Uma has uh, has has turned the heat on down yeah, here, which is, which is nice. But Thank uh, God. <laughs> you did that for many years, though, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, I, I started uh, way back. I was I was president of the chamber then. It was uh, probably about 20 years ago when the fo show first started. And uh, it's been fun. It was a fun ride. And um, yeah. I did it. And then and then I did I rotated. I did it once a week for a while. Then I couldn't mm. commit to that That's much time. Yeah. And I rotated with a few different hosts, one of which was Ed Lucy, who still hosts. Ed's still the man. Yep. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. you came on board. I left shortly after you joined, I That's think. right. That's right. I, 2016 was when I first okay. I think uh, I finished started just, hosting, and you were yeah. there for a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's when I started radio. I think that's when I started. I couldn't really juggle both the bakery uh, and, and radio. Well, it's fantastic. We're going to get into talking about WRKO. It's a great show, Breaking Bread. Appreciate that. Thank Jr. you. It's very entertaining. Um, but I thought th th I'd start off with first certainly the uh, the baking company yep. and the history. I would you know I'm uh, born and raised in Malden, and uh, you know grew up smelling the beautiful uh, uh, bread. Yeah. Uh, you know down Commercial Avenue, but um, the history I just was blown away. Uh, you know over a hundred years. Yep. Celebrated right. Uh, to, um, it's, we celebrate a hundredth year in. Uh, in 16, uh, 2016. Yeah. So now what we're, I do the math, what is it, 107 years, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. But just just a generational family. Can yep. you talk a little bit about that, the yes. beginning? Yes, so uh, my grandparents started the company. My grandfather came from Italy. Pretty funny story. He um, settled in Everett, Mass., mm. realized there was no uh, bakeries or, or no, there was a need for bread, but some other items too. Yeah. So uh, he ended up buying a, um, a blind horse. He couldn't afford to buy a healthy horse. Wow. He bought a blind horse and a wagon. He would leave Everett and ride into the north end of Boston, would buy bread from actually uh, Bulba Bakery in the north end, and take it back to Everett and deliver house to house, uh, not to stores, to house to house. He was nicknamed the Midnight Baker because he would oftentimes deliver up until midnight. And uh, he met my grandmother. My grandfather was a native of, of uh, Italy. My grandmother lived in the North End, mm -hmm. met her, and uh, they got married. He brought her to Everett. She was a pioneer career woman. And after several years uh, of him still doing that commute and delivering, she said, hey, you know, we've saved up some money. Why don't we bake our own bread? So they built a little garage bakery. But he didn't know how to even mix flour and water at that point. Okay. And he got some bakers from the north, a baker from the north end with his two sons. And they came, uh, the Salamini family was their name. And they produced bread for my grandfather in, in his bakery in Everett. 
and that was a great relationship for a couple of years. Again, my grandfather didn't make bread at that point. He just delivered, and he right. was the landlord, if you will. Right. And um, what happened was uh, one day, old man Salomini, as my grandfather called him, I'm sure he was probably younger than my grandfather, <laughs> came to him and said, my boys are crazy. They don't like being in the country. Everett was the country compared to the, oh, to the North End. This was in the 30s, I guess, right? 40s. And he said uh, they want to go back to, to Boston, the North End. And you know what? They don't want to be in the bakery business anymore. They want to open up a restaurant. So they parted on great terms. My grandfather was then forced to learn how to bake bread. He had three sons, one of which was my dad. All were under the age of 12 at the time. And before school, after school, weekends, holidays, summers, they were in the bakery. Wow. And my grandmother tended the, uh, the cash register, if you will. My grandfather was still delivering. And ironically, the Salamini family... Um, started a restaurant at one of the Salomini boys uh, married a woman named Felicia Salomini. Okay. And Felicia's restaurant, which was an iconic restaurant in the North End for yeah, years, of course. Um, was the daughter-in-law of Old Man Salomini. And I used to see her. She lived to be in her 90s. She was actually a good friend of Bob Hope's. Wow. And she resembled Bob Hope's <coughs> wife. Bob Hope came to Boston doing one of his shows. Walked up the stairs in Fleet Street, the North End, <clears throat> saw her and said, oh, my God, you resemble my wife. And they became fast friends, and she was she was dubbed uh, his personal chef. She He would fly her to California. You're kidding. What a story that is. And mm -hmm. I would see Felicia Salomini well into her 90s, and she praised my grandfather and my family because she said she would never have had a restaurant if it wasn't for my grandfather. And and uh, them parting ways in, in, a, in a good – they were they left a great friends. Right, right. Right. And uh, they they went restaurant. We went bakery. So I'll fast the forward. History. Yeah, we we <laughs> did. We went into pastries up yep. until 1970. Yeah. Um, we we uh, basically my dad um, was the one that really did uh, did the breads. His two brothers did pastry. My okay. father convinced his siblings, his two brothers, to uh, to go. He couldn't keep up with the bread demand, and they started doing breads uh, exclusively in 1970. Yeah. We outgrew our bakery in Everett on Main Street, and uh, Malden welcomed us with open arms. Uh, I think it was 74. Moved here to Malden. And, and that's when my mom started bringing home the piano dosa bread. I re well, I want to sidebar. Your dad, I loved yeah. your dad. Your oh, dad you. was, uh, my you. office is dawned with, uh, he was a great artist, your dad. Yep. And I have so many things that he made for me. Uh, he, he made a um, city, uh, the, the city seal of Malden. It's hanging in my office. Oh, wonderful. He made me a Patriot duck uh, <laughs> and a few other things. I, I think of him often. I look around my office in Malden. So anyway, Thank you. that's the story. Yeah. Uh, we ended up going all bread um, by 1970. Is um, that just by demand? Just the, the yeah, it was funny. My, my dad was, um, was pretty sharp. And uh, when we were doing pastry, um, my father started seeing uh, sugar rising in price. Okay. And... You know, it's funny, the stories he told, because my dad passed you know, several years ago, that uh, people used to go after work. You know, in, in those days, wives stayed home, husbands yep. went to work. Sure. On the way home, husbands would stop at the bakery, that, that was our customer base, and buy pastry for the night. And uh, little by little, and this was before you know, people started watching their cholesterol and their weight, they started, um, weekends, holidays, they were swamped. Weekdays, people were, weren't eating as much pastry. And he said, you know, he, when he sat in, I guess he, he told a story about brownies. Brownies went up about two cents a dozen. And people started um, not buying brownies, but this is, you know, back in the, in the 50s and 60s, the 60s, I think that was. Yeah. And my father couldn't keep up with the bread demand and uh, appealed to his family and said, look, he said, you know, I think bread's a more lucrative business for us. And he convinced uh, his, his brothers and his parents to, uh, to put the pastry aside and go all bread. And then the rest became history. So um, second generation, my grandparents stayed there till, till almost their death. Uh, my father and his two uncles ran the company until about their, they were almost 70 when they all retired. I'm part of the third generation. Right, right. Myself, I have two cousins now. Three of us technically own the, the, the company. But cumulatively, the three of us have four sons that are in the business. My son just entered the business um, this past year. He graduated 
from Fordham. Wonderful. In New yeah. York. And Jeez, uh, I re- it wasn't, I, th- I don't know if you were doing a show or you were on the show or hosting down here. I remember saying, my son has decided to go to Fordham. And yep, you, uh, that was, so, so my son actually, he went to Fordham f- um, six years ago because he went undergrad and then decided he to go down for here, his master's. Yeah. Him on and oh, yeah. He was, uh, yeah. Well, my son's funny. My son used to come on the show. One, uh, one we, uh, I had my, get, my wife on as a guest. Okay. And my son was young, and my wife didn't want him on air or anything. And he, there was a couch back there. And he sat in the couch, and uh, it was really funny. He was chiming in a little bit off camera. Of course, we were doing it live, yeah, and there yeah. was no commercial break. Yeah. So I said, Chad, come over. And I pulled up a chair, and my wife didn't have much to say about it at that point. Yeah. And so it was kind of funny. I got a lot of positive feedback, so I used to have my son and my wife on once a year. I did the show here, usually like the holiday show, or um, he would talk about just his adventures in school, and even grade school through middle school and high school and then college. So yeah, time flies. Yeah. You blink and that, you I know my son's say, twenty-four. That seems, that's unbelievable. And six-one now, and, and he was this big and yeah. ten years old yesterday. It seemed like. Yeah, and involved in the business, but but I just want to back up. Did you start working as a kid? Oh, yeah, I I, um, I always wanted to go in the business. I I was very close to my grandfather. Yeah, and my grandfather would take me into the bakery, and uh, one of my friends were on the uh, the ball field playing ball and having a great time. I used to want to go to work with my grandfather. And back in Everett, I just loved um, waiting on customers. That was my shtick when I was a young kid. And um, my uncles used to joke and say, he's going to be our first salesman. And that was before we had a salesperson or anything. And my father would say, no, no, he's going to go to law school. He's not going to come in the bakery and work like us around the clock at 2 in the morning and overnights. um, But I majored in marketing. I went to B.C., and, and loved the company. Couldn't wait to get in the business. Wow. So convinced my father not to go to law school because he really was pushing me to go. Yeah. Hindsight, I wish I at least had the education. But on the flip side, I've been blessed because uh, I was at the bank. I'm, I'm, I'm 61, and I've been, you know, working for over 40 years. Today I was at an event uh, with the Mass Restaurant Association, and I'm because of my, my, my length of time in the business, I, I'm like an old-timer. And had I gone to law school, I probably wouldn't have been as deeply involved with... Uh, kind of got detached if you went the yeah, direction. Yeah, it would have been nice to have the degree. Yeah. But, um, so did you, So that this, when you were in college, you knew? I, 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 I did. I, I, matter of fact, one of my marketing professors back in the day, I talked to my dad. My dad only visited the school a couple times the whole time I was there. He was too busy working. And I had to meet one of my professors. Raymond Keyes was his name at BC. And... Um, I'd done a couple of projects on the bakery in, as, as a class project in marketing, and my professor said to my father, you know, your son has a knack for marketing, and he really loves the business. And, um, you know, he said, you know, I'm seeing students now, you know, take a, uh, a gap, they didn't call them gap years then, but he said, you know, get a year of work experience under their belt, then go on to grad school sure, or law sure. school. And uh, he said, you know, even though I applied to a couple of schools and got into a couple of schools, he said to my father, my recommendation would be have him work for a year. So that convinced my father. My father said, okay, one year, and then you're going to school. And it was really funny. He introduced me for the first several months as his son who was only there a year and then going to go to law school. Well, after a few months, I started bringing in business. He saw I was happy, and he stopped promoting it. Um, but a few times throughout my life, if I had a bad day, or he would say to me, should have went to law school, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, it was, um, it, it's funny, my, my wife is an attorney, even though she's a healthcare attorney. I think she's the lawyer that he wished that I was. Ah. She became the lawyer. But anyway, but um, now I've been in the bakery all these years, love it, still, uh, you know, we're growing strong, enjoying the uh yeah, the business. absolutely. And but by the way, BC grad, was that was that uh, Doug Flutie years or no? Yeah, I, I was mean, actually, Doug was only a year younger than me, but he was uh, redshirted, I guess. Right, right. So he was there, and uh, pretty funny, um, back in the day when I was younger and thinner, and was, <laughs> people thought we were brothers. People, We, we resembled I each other. I can see that. Yeah. A lot of people thought we were related, and even I was mistaken for him, and, and he was mistaken for, I couldn't throw a football like him for the life of me, but yeah. Um, but yeah, he was there. So he should have graduated. I graduated eighty three. He should have graduated eighty four, but I think he was eighty five. Okay, yeah. Kept him back, but that's when the school. I probably I couldn't get into BC today. It's so difficult to get into, and 
back then it was the a lot easier. From him, just yeah, he just he just uh, I mean the, the the campus just exploded. Yeah. The school did. Yeah, it and it put it on a national uh, spotlight. Basically, yeah. we love Doug. Yeah, yeah. great yeah. guy. And he he does so much for uh, for charity, especially autism. And, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, ended up ended his career as a patriot, right? Yep, backing yep. up uh, Tom. But now he's doing broadcasting. You yeah. see him on commercials oh, he's too. And uh, talented guy. Yeah, but he's still local here. He does a lot. You know. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. still, I think was still in the foundation. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Um, so back to your son, Jared. Is he involved in the? Yes. So my plan? son, interestingly enough, um, so he went to Fordham. Uh, he majored in uh, undergrad in English. He just loved New York. He really just, you know, was captivated by it. Um, Regis Philbin, who was a guest, even my O two one four eight. I had I him on Regis. this show. Had him on the radio. He become he had become a good friend over the Regis? years. Regis, oh, yeah, wonderful. Regis Philbin, great guy. Wow, yeah. Uh, actually, if you check out our website, he um, he came out to uh, our hundredth uh, year and narrated a tour of the company. Oh my God, and it's I didn't on know our that. website. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. But um, his old show live with Doug Kelly and Ryan. Yeah, yeah. He um, uh, basically helped Jared get a uh, an internship there, junior year of undergrad. Oh, wow. And Jared um, got snake bit by the media world. And loved uh, doing that show. It was just for a semester, but really loved it. And uh, from there, decided he wanted to stay in the media world. And he ended up getting another internship uh, with Gilbert Gottfried, the comedian. The comedian, yeah. yeah. Who had a he podcast. Passed away, he? He passed away, unfortunately, during the, the time, just a couple of years ago. Yeah. And uh, so that internship, unfortunately, ended. Oh. And then he worked for an uh, entertainment agency, which he loved. Um, and I just assumed he was going to stay in New York. I didn't think he was going to come in the business. And my general sales manager, Dominic Savino, who's been with me 30-plus years, yeah. said to me this past fall, you know, we could use Jared in the company. And I said, what role? And he said, marketing. And he said, Joe, I'll do respect. He said, the marketing you studied 40-plus years ago at BC is a different ball game compared to today's yeah. marketing. And he said, I kind of know what Jared studied. And I said, well, I said, address it with him. And sure enough... Jared found it very interesting, and so he's just over two months now. He's been at the company. He, he always worked for me part time. Sure, and he yeah. did our company newsletter, a few other things. But um, so far, he's uh, enjoying it, and and doesn't miss New York. Well, he he still goes back and forth. He has friends in New York. And yeah, we do some business there, so he gets to go out there. But um, yeah, speaking of business, there, I I, I jumped on your your uh, uh, Breaking Bread page with jo Joe Panadosi, and um, you recently uh, traveled with your son. Yep. Uh, actually, if if you don't mind, we got a couple of pictures here. The first, I think, early March, you went to the International Restaurant and Food Service Show of New York at the Javits Center. Yep. Do you have that picture, Stephanie? Beautiful. Uh, oh, look at this I like family this picture. High tech stuff. Yeah, Jared and I did that. That's uh, right. Is that that's yep. it? That was there. Oh, yeah. he is a tall guy. Yeah, he's he's six one. He's uh, he has the height that I always wish I had. He's he's uh, he's great, and he he has, he's got a great temperament. Unlike me, he's so even keeled and. And uh, but yeah, that was it, it's it's really fun and funny to be working with my son, and and sometimes it, it blows my mind, you know, like I'll I'll oh. see him at the company and he's there, you know, and and uh, it's it's just nice to see. He always would come in and help me out when he was young. Yeah. But now to see him really you oh, know, yeah. contributing to the company he's and flourishing. Yeah. Yeah. So that so. must be such a That's, thrill for you. It it is. It yeah. is. And I I didn't I didn't realize it. I really just wanted him. I I said two things. I said. You know, for him to come to the company, he has to add value, and he has to be happy. If those two things happen, I want him there. And so far, he's happy, and he is adding value. So it's – it's No no pressure from you. This is – No, he technically, uh, Dominic is his, is his boss. I didn't want to be the helicopter dad or and, and slash boss. Yeah. So um, – but he gets to travel with me. I mean, I've been traveling. So I've fun. I've done sales and marketing my, my career at the company. You're always on the road. Yeah. yeah, but I mean we're we're sh selling uh, nationally, yeah. so um, I, I get to you know travel and and do these events and, and conferences and uh, trade shows. And uh, another place was Myrtle Beach. I think we have a picture yeah. of that, Stephanie. The Cheney Brothers Food Show at Myrtle yep. Beach. Cheney Brothers, a big distributor of us, food service oh, distributor, <laughs> and we had a booth there. It, might, it was both our first time in Myrtle Beach. Look at that. Um, yep. Yeah. So we have a nice bread display and. Uh, did you get 18 that was holes? A couple in? weeks ago, no. I, I, unfortunately, we flew in and uh, just spent a couple of days there, and it Very was nice. great. But uh, Very nice picture. 
Yeah, thank you. No, it, it's it's been it's been fun, and and it's it's nice having him as a travel companion. I mean, you know, during COVID there was no travel, but you know, it's now it's, it's I'm getting up there. I'm not that that I'm that old, but it's still nice to have a travel companion that yeah. my wife will say, you know. Jared, you know, keep an eye on your dad. Make sure, you know, like I'm 100 years old. Yeah, he, yeah. he needs to guide me, but um, it's nice having him. That's good stuff. Um, you know, and you, you were very involved with uh, charities yourself and, and Malden and the business, and you were many years in the uh, Chamber of Commerce. I, I know you did stuff with my dad back then. Yeah, your dad was great. And um, talk a little bit about that period. It's funny. I, I, um, Jim Conway, who was oh, former mayor man, of Malden, yeah. And at the time, he was the uh, director of the of the Malden Chamber of Commerce, and he reached out to me. I was young, uh, and he asked me to sit on the board of the chamber. And it was really funny. I'd never sat on any board. I, geez, I had to be thirty years old. Um, and uh, I said, I don't know. I traveled a lot. And he said, Joe. And he gave me this this pitch, um, and basically said, Joe, there's you know, we meet once a month. We don't meet in the summer, so we only meet ten times a year. He said, "You have to. You have to be there." I think he said, 40 percent of the time." So all, <laughs> at four, that is a good pitch. Meetings are an hour long. He said, "Can you donate four hours a year to the city of Malden, <laughs> something like that?" And it was like, "How could I say no to the former mayor?" And I said, "Sure." And but the funny thing with me is, four hours a year was unrealistic. I did four hours a day. Sure. Uh, I just got very involved in the board, which yeah. was fun. Yeah. I worked my way up the executive. Uh, when I, I got nominated, I was yeah. And next thing you know, I was president. I know. I was yeah. vice president, and um, what happened was the the pre- I was the longest serving. Not that these stats matter, president, because I they were two year terms. Um, the 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 gentleman that was president before me got promoted. He worked for Eastern Bank, and got basically kicked up to corporate. So a year into his term, he had to step down because he was leaving Malden. So me as first vice president at that point. Finished his year, did my two-year stint, thought I was done. For two years, I was off. I was I was called um, former. Uh, I forget the ex, uh, I forget the exact term, but right, I was right. past president for a year. Yep. And uh, the new incoming president was. She was with another bank, and she had just got pregnant. And her doctor suggested she didn't do anything extracurricular because she had a pretty uh, um, intensive job at the bank. So I was asked to step back in, and and because I was, you know, so I, I'm familiar with the job. Right, right. So I ended up doing another two years. So I, in total, I was president for five years. Wow. Mm. And and during that time, the the first go around, the director had resigned. Uh, Randy Holland was her name, and actually she went to work for the American Cancer Society. Um, and long story short, we until we had a replacement. I was president slash director, and it was it was a lot. I, I had the bakery and I was yeah, traveling, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but it was a lot of fun. And um, and then I got I was asked to do uh, to do, come on once a month, initially on uh, NMA TV. It was a different show then. Sure, sure. And just yeah. talk about chamber events, and that's what propelled me to. I think once I I left the the presidency of the chamber, that's when they they got me into doing a. Uh, a weekly show or a monthly show at that point. Well, weekly and then monthly. Yeah. So that's how it all started. But I loved, you know, it's funny, and I talk about Malden a lot. Malden, to me, it's an urban city. It's not like Mayberry. Um, it just people get so entrenched in the city. And yeah. whether you're, you're, like, you're a native, you, you grew up here, you still yeah. live here. Yeah. Um, I pe- look at people like Richard Howard and even our present uh, mayor, Gary Christensen. Yeah. They just love being a part of the city. They're all in. And they're yeah. all in, yeah. and and it's so nice. And, and I'll tell you, my grandparents lived in Malden as a kid. Oh. Who doesn't like to visit their grandparents? To me, going from my, I live in Winchester, I still live there. Yep. But I grew up in Winchester, and coming to Malden was like going to Disneyland. I used to say. Oh yeah. Because yeah. it was so fun, fun to see trip. my grandparents, yeah. and and I just when the company moved to Malden, this was before the, the big was at everything. Yeah. When I was a kid, I just took to the city, and I just really fell in love, and I I. Liked helping as much as I could, and I really got involved with with all aspects of the city, and that's why the chamber was important. It still is yeah, to me sure. and our company. So yeah. Speaking of which, I mean, how many restaurants and friends and bread? The bread is everywhere. 
Do you have well, a, funny. a number? We, no, we really don't because we sell through distributors. Distributors, right? So uh, though we have a few house routes, and and you know, uh, unfortunately, you could mention a, a restaurant to me, and because they either buy from a local um, jobber, as we call them, uh, you know, that delivers daily, okay, or frozen distributor like Cisco or U.S. Foods or PFG or Gordon Food Service. So it's really hard for us to know exactly where our bread goes. And then we make so many different items. A lot of customers may buy an item of two of ours, but buy from other bakeries as well. Oh, yeah, So yeah. it's also surprising oh, to me. Right. Sometimes I'll go to a restaurant, hey, that's our sub roll, or that's our burger roll. Yeah. And um, because they're, they're getting other products from other bakeries. Oh, so oh, our I bread see. is pretty. And, I see. And we're national. We, we ship frozen um, pretty much across the country. And, um, you know, through, through frozen distributors, all frozen. So we bake here in Malden, and we basically fast-freeze the product and it uh, goes into a holding freezer and then gets shipped out on trucks and ends up in restaurants. And that was part of the the, the, the company evolving, right, to the frozen division? Yeah, yeah. I, I, when I first in came the 80s? When yep. You, right? well, when I came into the company, I, I realized that there was a market for that. Ah. And that's something that I really pushed for. Um, and and saw that, you know, especially places like Florida, yeah, they didn't have our type of bread, and yet there were a lot of transplants even at that time down to Florida, and, and people were used to our style of bread, Twice. and were delighted to to either serve it if they if they had a, a establishment, or people that were visiting, you know, just it was like comfort food for them to have. Yeah. So that's what what kind of grew our business. And wow. So, but, still, but New England is still our, our mainstay. And uh, of course, if you're a Maldonian like myself, uh, I often just go down to the plant yep. and get my fresh bread there. Uh, I also shop at Market Basket and I'll grab my French rolls. And, yep. uh, stop and shop, do it all. So during COVID, we, you know, we, we kind of had shied away from supermarkets. Mm. But during COVID, like every other company in the world, we had a pivot. And I was going to ask uh, you about that period yeah. for you guys. So yeah. restaurants, of course, had shut down, and um, you know, for a while, and but yet people were still eating, obviously. Yeah. And we just um, got heavily involved in supermarkets. So now, we do quite a few markets. Actually, you can buy our bread in supermarkets, uh, fresh, uh, in either the bakery section, the deli section, the bread section. Oh, that's nice. From Maine to New Jersey. Wow. Which is which is nice, and um, and then in restaurants and. Institutions, schools, um, you know, resort areas, stadiums. Um, so it's, I mean, it's it's. I, what I loved in selling it, like seeing where our bread could fit into. So be it even, you know, hospitals and schools and places that, you know, I used to try to think and strategize and say, you know, unconventional ways, where can we sell our bread? Where can we, yeah, you know, how can we get bread out there and, and sell bread? And so it's it's been fun growing that part of the business over the years. And like you said, you, you do a lot of traveling, and you mentioned knowing folks like Regis Philbin, and and, uh, and you've been out to California quite a bit in your travels, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, met traveling. a lot of uh, celebrities through your business. Um, Fortunately, even through the, through the chamber, I, it was funny. So I, I established something in the chamber called a breakfast series. Hmm. And, and even now with my radio show, I... I just went up to, to people. If I met somebody, whether they spoke at an event or something, I would would say, hey, would you be interested in being a guest speaker at the Malden Chamber of Commerce? And surprisingly, I mean, I had a pretty good track record. Very few people said no to me. I had, you know, the governor, all, all kinds of Paul. I had, think about it over the years, I had um, Governor Romney, uh, Governor uh, Patrick. I had uh, Mayor Menino, Mayor Flynn, uh, just, wow. just. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ted Kennedy, Senator Kennedy. We had, but the, just. I mean, athletes, restaurateurs, chefs, news people. I, I got very involved with with the media world back then, and I had people like Chet Curtis and oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Susan yeah. Warnick and uh, you know Mike Lynch and Bob Lobel. I can go on. And over the years, I got to meet some of these people, and now I bring them on my radio show. I was just going to say, it just lends itself to the new the new yep. gig with WRKO. It's just perfect. Yep. yep. You know? And, and, and your brother Gary is coming on next <laughs> month. He's going to be on Easter weekend with me, which I'm looking forward to having him on. That's right. Yeah. Gary is a... He, has he done 0248 with you? you gotta, uh, you gotta get him on. He has not. He's... Um, 
he participated in a phoner. Okay. <laughs> and a little gag we had yeah. going, and actually called in, and, and we did something with him. But um, Well, everyone knows yeah. your brother is Gary Sharon. Gary Sharon, yeah. And he was lead singer for Extreme, yeah. and then Van Halen. Van did. Halen. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm thrilled. He's going on Breaking yeah. Bread, another Malden. You, you just recently did an all-Malden show, yep. which yep. is great. I've had, I've had. It's funny. You know, Malden has a lot of famous people. I mean, think yeah. about the comedians. I mean, Dave Russo. Oh, and, yeah. And Paul Gilligan, yep. and, and um, yep. you know, Joey Voice is doing Joey very Voice, well. Yep. Yeah, yep. um, and people like Heather Kahn, you know, were yeah. up here in Malden. That's right. You know, she was That's a reporter right. for years. That's right. Um, Colin, the the writer, Kevin Cullen, right? Yep, Malden exactly. For, yeah. uh, uh, the Globe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he was a Maldonian, and uh, Malden uh, had a Hall of Fame. I don't think I think during COVID they stopped it, but they. They were honoring people that went to the Malden schools, and they would have a, uh, a dinner. It was, was kind of nice, and shockingly, how many people were from Malden and, and you know, just were born and brought up here, and then yeah, they, yeah. yeah. Well, it's fa it's funny you mentioned that. Um, my brother Gary was honored with that, the Hall of Fame, and when Heather Kahn went in as well. Yep. That that I that remember. Class I was at that dinner. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and a so. name, you know, I I, I saw before my time, but a, an actor, Walter Brennan, mm -hmm. was his name. Oh, yeah. And he was uh, in, a, in a TV series called uh, The Real McCoys back in the 60s and 70s. But he was, I think he may have been an Academy Award, either nominated or winning actor. And he was born and brought up in Malden. And, um, you know, so Malden, He was? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know was, that. Yeah. He, I didn't know that. Yeah, find out about, about him. But anyway, I, again, Malden, maybe yeah. something in the water or something. something I don't in know. The in the bread. In the bread. <laughs> well, water goes into bread, so maybe it's all. Uh, uh, you were saying it that actually, but before we went on air, you actually were, were coming from an event today. Speaking of sports, right? Yeah. Talk about the Gillette event today. Yeah. So I'm on the board of the Massachusetts Restaurant Association, and they have a, um, a, a spinoff of that called the, Ma the Ed Foundation, which is a great organization. I've been on that board for many years as well, too. And what that does is that takes students um, in high school that are interested in hospitality, um, culinary, but also management in hospitality. Uh, amazing, so many people get their start. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know the, percent, the, the stats right. off the top of my head, right. but most people start out working in restaurants, some capacity, as a, as a bus boy or girl, a dishwasher, yep. a server. And um, this hospitality um, institute uh, basically fosters kids in a lot of schools have it's 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 all the Vogue schools do, but a lot of the high schools do. I know Everett does. Yeah, um, they have like a culinary department. It used to be home ec back in the day. Yeah, but it's a springboard for, for people to go into the the food business. That's fantastic. Yeah, and um, I mean you look at all the schools like Johnson and Wales and uh, the the CIA Culinary Institute of America and and even Newbury College and on and on. So anyway, this um, this board raises money, helps students um, go into you know, for their education, yeah. the field. So uh, there was an event today, a competition, and it's become, uh, there's a regional uh, competition. It was held at Gillette Stadium today, and um, I think, I don't know how many, a dozen or so schools participated, and uh, the winner will go on now to the regional finals, which is next month at the BCEC in Boston, and the winner of that group will go into uh, the national finals, which is in D.C. in May. And today we were there, and also today uh, Devin McCourty announced his retirement from right. the Pats. Yeah. He uh, spoke to the group, the kids today. Oh, what a motivational speaker. What a great guy. Oh. Um, oh, class act. Really class yeah, act. Yeah. And bright, articulate, yeah. Yeah. well-spoken. He yeah. really gave the kids a nice message. And yeah. um, he had said he, he hopes to pursue something in, in TV. And I, 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 I was impressed with how well he handled himself. And he actually he committed to speak to other, our group today at 1, and at two o'clock, he was doing the press conference with, with yeah. Mr. Kraft. Right. Yeah. And uh, but it was a great event today, and to see these kids, who are 16, 17 years old, and um, I mean they. So there's a management competition. So there are some students that just do a, a plan for the a, a restaurant. They a mock restaurant they'd open up and how they would run it and how they would market it, and then the culinary group. Um, there's food items, dessert items, and it's just amazing what these young kids come up with and these are kids that just a lot of them grew up in 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 families that just liked how their mom or dad cooked yeah yeah and uh sat in the background watched and then decided hey that's i want to be a chef or i want to 
you know, be a, a manager of a restaurant or, and uh, it's just, it's nice to see. It's a, it's a nice pathway for, for kids to yeah. enter the hospitality world, if you will, you know. Great so, event. Yeah, it was very well received. And, and the Mass Restaurant Association is a great event. Matter of fact, a Maldonian um, that owns Exchange Street Bistro, John Carlino. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, he's going to be the incoming chair for the Restaurant Association come this June. It's a two-year term. And John has been the first vice president these last two years. And he's uh, very involved with the organization and does a great job. And That's great. Incoming chair, yeah. So we we like that. Yeah. This is 02148, Joe. Yeah, exactly. We keep this is Malden, that, yeah. Right. And I'll tell you something. Malden has great restaurants, and, uh, and they still do. I mean, yeah. there's so many and great, and, and all different types of food. The last exactly. 10, 15 years. And there's so many uh, variations of food. It's not just oh potatoes. That's oh, for yeah. sure. I mean, between absolutely Ethiopian. Um, uh, well, it's, all it's types a reflection of, of the diversity of yeah. the city. It's fantastic. Right. It's, it's great um, to see. You know, it, I don't know. It just stuck when you said that, that was a competition today, and I said it's the thinking. You know, competition. What about how did Joe Panadosi coming out of BC, '80s marketing guy, up until now? Do you do? You, is there something you watch your competition? Is there competition for Panadosi? How does how does that? Oh yeah, today with I mean, it's funny. My my dad wasn't a, a promoter of sales, uh, of, of me being on the road in sales because back in the day. The bank, we didn't have a lot of competition. You made a good. Pro- My father almost had the, uh, the uh, Wendy's philosophy: make a good product, and they will come. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, you know, now there's a lot of a lot of bakeries out there, a lot of great products out there. There's a lot of. Um, it's funny. We we were the leaders in sub rolls for years, um, when subs were huge. I mean, the sub business is still strong. But there are so many different options today. I mean, oh, I see. Pita bread wraps weren't even around. Uh, people weren't thinking of eating healthy. I mean, I remember, you know, back in the 70s and even 80s, people had subs every day. I mean, I had friends that, you know, their their variety was, you know, Meatball Monday, you know, uh, Steak and Cheese Tuesday, yeah. Tuna Fish Friday. And they would eat subs, you know, yeah. three to six days a week. And that was their meal. Um, Damn health conscious. Right. Now there's General. so many different options. So. Um, people aren't just, you know, the, your bread is still important. And, but think about it. There's burgers. There's, there's pita bread. There's wraps. There's yeah. bagels. There's yeah. you name it. And, and, you know, so we now compete. It used to be we only had a couple of competitors locally. And the fact that we're even nationally, we have a lot of competition. Yeah. So you just have to continue to, to be the best you can be and offer great service and, and be competitive price-wise, you know, and that's what helps us. And, you know, one of our biggest challenges in the company, though, is um, is, is restrictions and, and rules and regulations. And the FDA comes along, and, and allergens is an important thing oh, yeah, yeah. today. And we're very um, allergen conscious, and 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 we don't. Matter of fact, as of this year, sesame seeds became an allergen. We still put sesame seeds on some of our items. We had to eliminate some items that had sesame seeds because this year they were named an allergen. But prior to that. Nuts, we had to eliminate nuts in the company. Um, wow. Dairy. I mean, there are so many things that are considered, and we, we want to be uh, able to service all types of customers. Um, and with, you know, we find documentation, and, and it, it's it's a lot different than years ago when you'd mix flour and water and just produce a great product. Now, there's so much that goes into producing a product and, and, and make it uh, – you know, healthy and 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 safe and clean and and uh, that's it's the, the industry's really changed and we yeah. have to comply with that to grow. Yeah, and as you mentioned earlier, I was thinking, you know, the mar- the marketing tools and strategies when you came out of college in '83 to whatever it is now, 40 years later, your son's in the business and uh, um, well, think about it. The computers weren't. I mean, I remember right. the, the I technology, took, I took a computer the computer class at BC in the basement. Yeah. The compu- my com- the computer I was was practicing on was the you know the size of this desk practically, um, it was noisy, loud. You had those little those cards. Remember you had to put the cards. Yeah, in? yeah, yeah. You're young, um, and of course there was no floppy disks. Floppy, yeah. Uh, there was uh, no yeah. social media then. No, um, no. But that's what I mean. But something like your son coming along, things have the things are completely different. It's a different totally game. Different. But having said that, Joe, you're a <laughs> you're a shake your hand, look you're in the eye. Right yeah, type totally, of guy. Totally. Does en- does anything top that? You can well, I'll tell you. You know, and and COVID, I think, hurt society. 
because um, you know people work remotely more common than than, than not. Yeah. Um, I see. You know, it's funny. Uh, off the record, I mentioned this to someone today. My son had become a little bit of uh, not a recluse, but reclusive. I'd say that, and, and most of his friends, you know, there they, you know, the last uh, the, the poor guy, his uh, half his junior year, and his entire senior year basically was remote learning. And when he went into grad school immediately following, so many of the professors never came into class, even though it wasn't considered remote because of Zoom. Yeah. And I really think the gen it's like an old fogey now, but that generation got away from face-to-face -face yeah. meetings and, That's like you said, shake your hand. Something's and look lost, somebody. though, Joe. Totally. Yeah. And, and I, I hope it comes back. Yeah. Um, I was speaking to someone today from a major university. Uh, I won't, won't mention which one. And uh, they are now, um, they're saying um, one day a week people can work remotely. So, and that's, that was surprising. But I know, I have friends that, that don't go in at all anymore. Yeah. Or, you know, half the week. Well, it's completely changed. Totally people changed. Have, it's, oh, I can do my job at home. Yeah. You know, but. But you lose something. And, uh, of course. And especially the younger generation. I mean, you learn from your peers and, and your colleagues. Yeah. Experience. And the older you know, the older people hopefully teach the younger people and they know how to handle themselves and I, I you know I, I see it, everyone with their phones I mean They've I, lost I like to walk down a street and notice everyone's on their phone yeah checking checking phones and and you know they lack the face to face so so when they are face to face which will inevitably be they don't know how to socially exactly. interact. interact totally and, yeah. and and it's you know. It's awkward. Yeah, something's lost. So yeah. ho hopefully that part of it. I mean, technology is wonderful. And right. old fogies like us, it, it, a lot of it passes us by. But, um, I have a hard time putting televisions on. Thank God for my son. I'll, yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, what happened to the – we used to be able to hit a button to turn the television on, you know, yeah. just flip a switch. Yeah. Now it's like – I know. And, Get and, me a young person. And I'm not that old. I'm wondering how people – I know. You know, north of 70 – can, can do point. that. It's, good point. It's so Population confusing. I work with. Yeah, yeah. it's it's. Um, you know, you're at a nursing home, and it's yeah. So it's so that part of it, you and you can see it from that that younger generation. Right. And I'm not trying to you know say our generation is better than your generation, but you see just culturally how they interact. It's it's different. Yeah. Um, and something's lost. Right. So, um. We're going to change that, Joe. Yeah, well, uh, I'm ready to listen, do Listen, we, we're, we're cruising through this hour. It's great to have you here. I haven't shut up. I probably talked too, way no, too much. No, this is fantastic. Um, we, You're we, a great we, host, though. My God, are you so good. <laughs> thank you, you really very, are. I think I appreciate that. Um, speaking of hosts, though, I want to talk about this. So you were here for a while. I mean, among the many hats you wear for, for Fianna Dosi, of course, but um, the RKO show, how did that come about? And so that all started, um, Billy Costa has been a good friend for, oh, for many friend years. Yeah. And, uh, he used to do a show on, on the North Shore on, uh, WBLQ North Shore 104.9. And it was Sunday morning. He had to get special permission from iHeart from Kiss because that was his main job yeah. to do this Sunday morning show. He loved it. It was 10 to noon and he would have me on as a guest and he loves co-hosts. Uh, he would have me co-host with him a lot. Jenny Johnson, who does... Nighting Playbook with him was his regular co-host, but yeah. but it was a kind of a hard thing for her to come out to uh, to Beverly on a Sunday morning, so I was co-hosting with him more often than not, and I heard finally said to him, you know, we love your show. It was called um, Food Talk, and they said, you know what, we like the concept. We want to bring it to one of our, our heart stations. We're thinking WBC. We we have to have you leave your local station. So he had told me, and he said, Joe, you'd be the great replacement. I laughed because I was, yeah. come on. And he went to the owner of the station, and reluctantly the owner said, well, um, uh, let's uh, you know, give him a half hour to honor Billy. And for a few months I did a half hour, Sunday mornings live, and then it went to an hour. And I loved doing it. It was a lot of fun, and I, I did it for five years. Every Sunday morning live, I, I hardly missed a show. I would plan my travel around it. I, mm. I'd pre-record an occasional show, but for the most part, I made myself present there. Um, and then totally out of that, I was doing remotes. They were having me. I, I did one at Woodman's. I did one at a car dealership. Um, I, I used to do the Boston wow. Restaurant Show remote. It was so much fun. And the owner one day called me up at the station and said, Joe, I've got some news I'm selling the station. And I said, oh, wow. And I said, okay. And I put it in new ownership. 
And he said, yep. He said, to a Christian rock station. And I said, well, what does that mean? He said, well, the program goes away. And I said, oh, wow, okay. And this was um, June. And I said, what, the end of the summer? He said, no. He said, uh, two days. And I had already promoted my show upcoming for the following week, which I never got to record. Right. That's and the business, though, right? Exactly. Two days. Two days. I felt bad for 30 veterans that had been there. Wow. And, they had no, and, and yeah. these people were devastated. Fortunately, I'll back it up. Six months prior, um, Scott Whitley, who preceded me, uh, had me partner with him and do a show on RKO. And uh, so I was, on, I was doing two shows at the time. So the RKO show continued and grew. Yeah. Um, it's not live, though. So it's pre-recorded. I missed the live. It was fun going in live. You could talk current events. You could talk sports. You could talk weather. Yeah. I mean, many days I'd drive up in a blizzard to do the show. But it was fun to talk about it. And I'd have um, Mark Rosenthal or some weatherman, you know, on, you know, as a call-in guest and talk about the, the blizzard that was happening. It was that uh, extra excitement in oh, doing really something is. live. It was you fun. Know, it was used to do the show here. Yeah, live. it was live yeah. then. Yeah. And you, you make gaffes and mistakes, but it's all fun. Um, but anyway, long story short, and then, um, so I, I fortunately still had that, and, and I just poured my efforts into that show. And then another iHeart station uh, offered me a, a time slot, WTAG out of Worcester. Mm. So now I'm on Saturdays at 2 p.m., 2 right. to 3, on WRKO, and Sunday mornings, 9 to 10, on WTAG out of Worcester. They can be streamed, so you just go get an iHeart app. Um, and then the Sunday morning WTAG show goes into podcast. So you can oh, go wonderful. into the iHeart yeah. uh, podcast and call up the show weekends, WTAG Breaking Bread. And, Fantastic. Uh, so it's fun. It's a lot of fun to do. And like I said, it's it's, it's basically what I started here in Malden with with the breakfast series. I've had uh, people, of, and, and it's called Breaking Bread, a little pun with the bakery. I've had people ask me, is it a religious show? <laughs> is, is it, especially Sunday yeah, morning, yeah. is it a show about bread? Is yeah. it all about bread? Is it all, you know? And Well, it's going to be a religious show in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, when <laughs> I have, and I, you know, it's funny, and I, and I told your brother, um, I had um, Ted um, Ted Neely, who was the uh, Jesus Christ yes. oh, in yeah. the movie. And Harry's. I had him and Yvonne Elman. And Yvonne is a, a matter of fact, Yvonne has had a number one hit single, If I Can't Have You. Oh, yeah. But yeah. she played Mary Magdalene <laughs> in the movie. Um, and uh, and Jesus Christ Superstar, and Ted was Jesus Christ, and I had them on the show a couple of times. They were great guests. Oh, wow. What a so, performer Ted yeah. is. Yeah. And, uh, and, and of course, Gary has, has performed, I think he said five times. As oh, Jesus yeah, Christ. the Boston, the old Boston rock opera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. And uh, he also played Judas. He said, he told me, I think, Jesus Christ five times, and I think Judas once. So yes, great yes. to have. I, uh, uh, let me tell you something. I was living with Gary at the time, and try living with someone who's playing <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just try that out, folks. Yeah. Uh, tell me how it works out. Um, you know, no, that's great. He's looking forward I did, to did that. This, I, 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 I did the info music with Ted Neely, and there was iconic, dun, 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 dun and oh, every, yeah. did, Gary should have hummed that as he walked into the room every time to, to <laughs> in the apartment with you. Yeah, yeah. Take out the garbage, yeah, right. Jesus <laughs> says. Um, but yeah, and you've had, and you've of course never forget your roots from Malden. Just a few weeks ago, you had the mayor on with Gary. Paul Gilligan, and all yep. an all Malden show. Yeah, we which did a Malden great. show. Yeah, but yeah. Dave Russo's been on many times. Oh, Russo's, but yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, good and, stuff. Uh, I've had John Carlino from Exchange Street, and, uh, and like I said, the forty just the forty years of of you being the. The, the marketing well, it's, and the, it's funny because and uh, my son is seeing this that the restaurant the food industry hospitality industry and uh, the entertainment world go hand in hand I mean think of all the people that are in the restaurant business that were former or, or current you know entertainers or athletes yeah and um, who doesn't like to eat number one I mean everyone loves to eat, especially us being Italian yeah. we love to eat yeah but uh, when you can join entertainment and food, and that's why I said breaking bread. It's so, oh, you know, I love to perfect. sit down over a cup of coffee, a muffin or a donut yeah. to a full seven-course yeah. meal. It's just, and to sit and talk to people and find that. community. I would love to, if if, it, we, if this was televised, and my, my show, I think I'd sit down over a meal and talk and have guests sitting at oh, a table. Yeah. And, I mean, that would, that would be a goal of mine, someday to have a TV show where, You'd sit and have food and I have very guests. that happening, yeah. And people have different walks of, uh, of life and, and to sit and talk. And, uh, it lends itself to that, yeah. Joe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I also like to know how stuff. people tick. Like I, I, on my show, I always tell people, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to 
do a gotcha moment. I don't want to. I'm not a. I'm not a journalist. We just said to me, ambush anybody. I'm not going to ambush yeah. anybody. I want to know what brought you into the, the yeah. industry. How did you become That's whatever, how whatever field you're doing, you're in when you were two, three, four years old. And it's, what I love to hear is some people tell me as a kid, I knew I wanted this type of work. Others said they woke up at age 40-something and decided, you know what, I, I'm going to leave my job as a CPA and I'm going to you know, go into broadcasting or do something or yeah. open a restaurant. And I just I find it really fascinating. And I think it's inspiring to young viewers or listeners to see, wow, you know what, I, I don't have to pick a major. So when you're in yeah, college, you, you're kind of pressured to pick a major yeah. at a young age. Yeah. And when you're 17, 18, 19, you don't know what you want to no. do. No. And uh, you don't have to be pigeonholed. You don't have to make that decision today no. and, and do that for the rest of your life. So get a good good education before in any field and just broaden your, your, your mind. And, and uh, There's so many opportunities and, out there. And right. Just, just like a place like this. Exactly. You can go down and learn the, oh, the yeah. business, you know. Yeah. Uma TV, formerly yeah. MATV is That's a great right. start. That's right. That's right, and that's how I got involved down here. And look, the big show, and I yeah, got Joe on. That's so fun to know. Um, I'm so glad you asked me to come on. This yeah, is fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, but it's just, um, but the show, I've listened to quite a few. Did, did you have the platters on, or was that a show? That, oh, yeah, yeah no, I had the platters on twice. Okay, talk um, about that. That, that was great. I, yeah. I, I actually got to know Herb Reed, who was the original platter. He's since right. passed. What he did with a lot of bands do is, as members of the original platters, which started in the 50s, died off yeah he replaced them with younger people that sang the same pitch and today the, the platters i've made up of three guys and a woman uh only one was around when herb was around he's the lead um the professor is his name lance yeah and i mean they it's it's beautiful they actually sing at my church they've been doing st Lailey's in winchester is, yeah and well. they um they brought them an epiphany the past few years because our our uh, music director at the church is their music director. His side hustle, if you will, is, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. is at my church, and he got them to perform on Epiphany. In fact, my wife and I went this January 6th. It was angelic to hear them sing, and they basically did readings. You know, the, uh, January 6th is the Epiphany, the 12th day of Christmas, Little Christmas, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And they sang... Something else now. It was cla- exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was beautiful, and they were on my show, and... And the great thing about, about technology now, you, you mentioned Gary called in with your show, but you can have people in different locations. Yeah. And oh, um, right, right. it was, you know, one was in Florida, one was in Georgia, one was in New York, and uh, their manager was on locally, and, and uh, Lance was, lo- it was, it was so great, and they even were able to harmonize together on the air, which was, which was kind of fun. But I've had people like, I had Darlene Love at Christmas time. Okay. She has the iconic Christmas song uh, that Mariah Carey did years later. Yes. Um, I've been fortunate to have a lot of different people on, on the air. And I had um, uh, Peter Wolf from, from Jay Giles oh, wow. on a few weeks ago. Oh. He knows your brother well. Oh, they yeah. they both spoke. Right. He just played up in Beverly, I think. Or he, uh, Cabot or? Peter was at the Cabot, yeah. 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 And, and uh, another someone coming to the Cabot is Daryl Hall in May, by the oh, way. Oh, I love Daryl Hall. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's uh, coming. Just I think a solo? Not solo, yeah, yeah, he's not with John Oates for this for this performance. Yeah. But uh, I think they're looking at another. I think the original shows were sold out, and they're going to do a second show. Um, but Daryl Hall is, you know, talk about a great voice. Oh my God, oh, yeah, Philadelphia soul. Yeah. yeah. You know, I so I was speaking at the Chevalier, our, our neighboring city here in Medford. Medford yeah. I saw Engelbert Humperdinck there a you few did. weeks ago. I that was great. He was yeah. Um, he was great. I saw. Um, I Frankie Valley was John, there. Frankie Valley, yeah, Johnny yeah. Mathis. Yeah, they have great acts. Yeah. And I was down in Florida with my son a few weeks back, right after uh, uh, the show in Myrtle Beach. And we went to see the Righteous Brothers. My son's an old soul. That's good. And we went to see the Righteous Brothers, and they were great. And these. Uh, these groups. So he's not like, oh, Dad, you're dragging me. No, and matter old, of fact, he and my yeah. wife went to see Bruce Springsteen last night at the oh, Garden, right. and that was, was a huge show, huh? a great show. That, yeah. yeah, so yeah, it's funny because all the old times they're still out there doing it, McCartney yep. and the Stones. Oh and, yeah, uh, and they're not doing it for the money, and it's yeah. it's such a thrill for for the audiences that they're still performing. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, it's wonderful. Um, and thank God, this you know we're out of the, this COVID haze yep. when they're exactly. out, you know, having live performances. And what do they say now? May uh, May 11th, I guess COVID will be uh, all, all, all those restrictions. restrictions yeah. Thank God, thank God for that. 
Um, so here we are, Joe. We got a few minutes left. I don't know, six or seven minutes left. It's been great having you on. I could talk to you for hours. I, 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 yeah, we could do one, do another hour. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, I'd be remiss because I love. I know you're a big sports fan. You yep. mentioned Devin McCourty. Yep. But uh, just the local scene today. I mean, the story of the year has got to be the Boston Bruins, does it not? Oh yeah. I mean, look at they're they're they're, they're doing phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and it looks like they're going to go all the way this year. I don't want to, you know, ch- yeah, curse them. Yeah, it's yeah. But uh, the Celtics, of course, they, they Celtics a slump, but sliding but, a little bit. But, but good still, year. yeah, good year for them. Yeah, and, uh, yeah that's you know, it's sad. You know, the the Pats. Hopefully, they uh, they 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 rebound and come back. I mean, uh, once Brady left, it just became a different team. But we still have yeah. Belichick, and we yeah. You know, unfortunately, a lot of the good guys are now retiring and gone. Yeah. But we it had such just, a great run all those years. It just shows you, you know. <laughs> What did you think was going to happen when Brady left? Not yeah. that everything falls apart. And everything right. didn't fall apart. Right, you right. still have Belichick. You still have some. Yeah. You had guys like McCordy and great leaders on that team. But, boy, did he he probably made up for a lot of flaws. I mean, on you know, I team. looked at it. It was it was a team. And so many teams break up. Like, uh, not just teams. Like, uh, you look at, like, acts over the years. or someone that leaves a group. Yeah. And they think they're going to go off and do a great solo career. Then some do. Yeah. But it's just it's it's the chemistry. It's it's not it's not just one person usually. And you think back to Diana Ross to the Supremes <clears> and, <throat> and even the guys with Van Halen before they all yeah. left sure. and thought, you know what, I, I David Lee Roth thought Sammy yep. Hagar, I'll do my own and then, you know, I mean, together they were great. And then yeah. when they leave, I mean they're they're still okay, but they're not good what point. once was. And yeah. another th- sad thing that I find Again, I sound like an old fogey, is that it's not honorable now for people to stay in, with the same team or even the same career. I remember you you talk to people 30, 40 years, you retired with a company, and my God, what an accomplishment. Now today with, with the younger generation, it's it's almost like five or ten years since. And it's it's unusual for someone to stay with stay, an organization, yeah. be it a sports team or be it uh, a, a company for, for their career. And and I think it's nice when you look at somebody that that started it, like Devin McCourty, his his thirteen years. It's rare now. Yeah, totally yeah. rare. Yeah, we were yes. Remember we yeah, wrote yes. You know, it was, you know, it was just it's, it's, back then. It was you know, free agency changed a lot, but yeah. I think you're right. There was a there's been a cultural change when you say in sports, but in businesses, yeah. you're not seeing uh, forty years with the same big yeah. retirement party and yeah. the gold um, watch. It was all yeah. You know, it was it was yeah. It was honorable. Think that it, is. Again, it's I guess because we we're, we're become a transient. And this was before COVID, but it's yeah. just I think the generation today and now COVID has added to it too. People sure. just move on and yeah. And I don't know if they always think the grass is greener or they just get bored. I think they can, you know, and and you wonder. I think so many people. I've talked to people that have left their companies, and thought the grass would be greener doing something else, and and they 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 miss, if not the job, the role, the their, their coworkers. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's sad. It just, I love hearing when somebody, you know, stays, stays with a company and yeah. retires with a company that they'd spent yeah. their whole life. And even generations, if their father or great, I mean, that, there's something to be said about that, you know. I that think, I, and well, there was a great emphasis on, not that this new, whatever it is that's going on is in loyalty, but there, there's a great emphasis on, on the virtue of loyalty. Sure. Right? Um, to I me, loyalty is everything. Uh, yeah. You yeah. know, if someone helps you along the way, Help them and be there for them because they were there for you when you needed the most. Yeah. And I hate it when people, you know, get a, get a helping hand from somebody and then look back at their rearview mirror and, and you know, I, I love to hear when someone reaches out to someone that was a part of their life and, and propel them. And and then they even go forward and try to do it for somebody else, a younger person, to, to mentor them. I think there's something special about that. Yeah. Well, Joe, you've been doing that. You've been doing that. You've never, you've never turned your back on the people of Malden and the people oh, appreciate that come up it. after you. And um, it's great to have you on. I'm um, inspired by the work that you do. Well, thank and you. And it's so, it's so uh, uh, refreshing to see your son come along. Yeah. And, it's and, uh, and, it's and do things in my footsteps, but a little different. And, of yeah. course, I'd you know, be remiss to mention my, my two partners are three great sons, and they all have their, their own talents and... and you know, they're more internal. And it's funny because they're a little more um, uh, quiet or, 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 or shy, if you will. My son's shy, but I'm trying to get him out to show him the important. You talk about being greeting and shaking hands and face-to-face. And I tell my son that's so important. And, you know, look someone in the eye and, you know, uh, mean something when you when you start doing business, shake the hand and, and get to know them. So, 
Joe Panadosi. Mike, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Great to have you on. Uh, good luck with my brother. You know, I'm looking you forward to that show. Jesus. Don't forget I, that. I look forward to having him on. and I, look, I want you on my show at some point, too. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love and to. I'll come back anytime you need me here. It's fun. It's thank fun. you, Joe. Well, that's Thanks. it, uh, Malden. A great show with Joe Panadosi, Jr. I leave you with this. You know, it's written in the Bible that man shall not live on bread alone. <laughs> but I submit to you, yes, he can. If it's piano dosi, bro. Oh. <laughs> Corny, I know. I See you it. next month. God bless you. Happy spring, Malden. Happy spring. That was great. My God, you are, you are so prepared. You know what's funny?